Welcome, episode 118 of the Ask Chief Show, where we answer all of your burning questions on all things health, fitness, and nutrition. We're your hosts, Lauren and Jason Pack, and we're on a mission to bring inclusivity and positive vibes to the fitness space. Today, we'll be discussing when to incorporate HIIT training, whether or not trainers should write their own programs, and the best way to deal with exercise pains. We hope you're excited. Let's get into the show. What's Achievers? Literally, the moment, like... Diesel is just kind of like, Diesel, our dog, It's kind of just like hanging out on the couch, chilling, sleeping. The moment we start the episode, he's always like up and about. He just wants to drink some collar. water. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's currently begging for food, even though we don't have any. He just wants to be involved in the yeah. podcast. He's like, guys, like, I'm an executive producer. What's up, Diesel? Uh, okay, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, this past weekend was pretty relatively uneventful. I mean, we had a potluck at the gym. That was we fun. Had a, we had a family-friendly potluck, and it ended up being like... There were like 15 kids running around, all, so, yeah. all Achiever kids running around, which was awesome. Mini Achievers. It was um, really cute. We took a group picture, which was a, not an easy task, but uh, <laughs> they all did pretty well. Like we got them in the same general area. We had all the kids that couldn't hold themselves up, like Kendrick, uh, being held by the older kids. Uh, I think P- Peter is old. Peter four is years old? four and a half. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it was, it was just like so cute. Super cute. Yeah. Uh, so that was fun. Uh, Saturday. Did we do anything Saturday? Um... We did a Facebook Live for our uh, our workout challenge group. Workout yep. challenge group that was fun. I did a strategy session. Yep. Uh, that's about it. Like I, I couldn't remember what we did in the afternoon. Well, you went out to uh, for a drink with Keith. Oh yeah, we did that. But <laughs> wasn't there? Well, there's like a giant six hour gap between that, and then we went somewhere. We went to assembly with my parents. Oh, that's that, was, that was Saturday. We did it both days? No, that was Sunday. I don't know. I don't know. The days blend. <laughs> the days blend. And that was just a real life uh, example of how the days blend. And of parent brain. Yeah. Because we're just like, I don't know what I don't know what I ate for breakfast this morning. I probably didn't. I don't know. <laughs> um, okay. So never mind. So anyway. It was pretty uneventful. Well, that was like that. so unnecessary for everyone to hear. Yeah. <laughs> us just like trying to figure out what we did over the weekend. It's like really unhelpful. So hopefully you just forward yeah, and past all of that yeah. and now we can get into the all right let's stuff. get into the questions yeah. <laughs> okay um so the first one is from Miriam 11 and she said is it a good idea to do a half hour of hit training before strength training and hit training is high intensity interval training so this is a good question uh this is one that we get um relatively often like kind of like somehow mixing and matching a little bit of hit training along with their strength workouts right and i think mm-hmm. it's because uh you know we advocate for strength a lot and i think uh, Instagram actually has been pretty uh, pretty influential in that regard as well. Just having a level of strength in your program seems to be uh, more in these days, right? As opposed to just purely hit workouts. Yeah. Um, and so they're like, okay, like I, I realize that I should do strength, but can I add a little bit of hit into the strength? <laughs> like in between supersets, after the circuit's over, like before the workout, like can I get a little bit of like sweat and burn um, somehow mixed in with the strength? And I totally get that because that feeling, um, you kind of like you kind of start to enjoy that feeling, right? Where you're Definitely. like, oh, I feel empowered after that workout. I feel like I really worked out, worked hard, basically. Um, and I think HIIT training should be reserved for after the workout as a finisher. And we should keep it anywhere from five to 10 minutes long for most people. And so you're, you're kind of like hitting it hard and then coming back out of it. Uh, the reason why we don't want to do it before or really interspersed in between the sets and the workout itself um, is because it will detract away from the actual strength gains that you get. 
And uh, the whole point of strength training is to try to um, develop lean muscle mass. It's try to um, develop strong movement patterns and practice uh, repetitions of move of these movement patterns um, safely and correctly with good form. And when you do hit training in between those exercises or before the workout begins, then you start to detract away from it and it becomes a little bit um, of a watered down like session basically yeah basically you won't be able to put as much effort forward in your strength workout if you're already really tired and drained from your hit workout so yeah just switch the order um instead of doing it before do it after or you can do it on a totally separate day um but we wouldn't replace a strength workout with a hit workout so if you're like i have three days to work out a week we would recommend doing three days of total body strength workouts and if you're like i but i also really want to get those HIIT workouts in, like I like that feeling, then it's three days of strength workouts and at the end of each strength workout, you add a five or 10 minute HIIT workout um, yeah. to the end or finisher to the yeah. end. Yeah, and let's say you want something longer, like a longer HIIT session with kettlebells or maybe you wanna do like a spin class or something, I would just mix it in some uh, as, a, as its own separate day. Yeah. Um, but having too much of the same, like it, it just ends up becoming a little bit um, muddied. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, the next one is from Life Cyclet, and they said, "Do you think, as a trainer, you can plan your own exercise routine, or is it best to have one done for you?" So I put this in, and I kind of thought that it was interchangeable whether or not if it's someone who is a personal trainer or if it's someone mm-hmm. that's just part of just the general population who just wants to get a little bit fitter, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, should you plan your own exercise routine, like if you get experienced enough, or should you have someone else do it for you? Do you have any thoughts on that, Lauren? Um, we've done both uh, yep. in the past. So as as trainers, I think what we've done is when we have a specific, like a very specific goal, that's usually when we will hire someone else to write our program. Mm-hmm. Um, so like when we were trying to train for the Strong First certification, we had somebody write our programs. Or um, when like I was doing a powerlifting training, I had somebody write my program. So I really, I think that it's very hard to program those sorts of things for yourself, especially kind of like long-term um, cycles that you that you need to go through um, or yeah. things that are newer to you. Um, but otherwise, it I think it just depends on your personality mm-hmm. sometimes. Like I actually really pre- do prefer to just have Jason write my programs for me mm-hmm. um, just because I like the accountability of somebody else. Yeah, I think that's the big thing. Like I know that if I was, was to like write a program for myself for a very specific goal, I'm not going to take it as seriously because the person that I have to hold myself accountable to is myself. And right. I'm like, oh, you know what? And I just start like creating excuses in my head of why I won't do that hit session or <laughs> do that cardio at the end or whatever it might be. Um, but if it is for someone else and it's like, oh, I have to actually answer to someone and they created this program and crafted it. Um, and then to just be like, oh, I skipped this and then I changed this out and I did this you're more likely to stick with an actual program if someone else is writing it for you. Yeah, definitely. Um, And the other thing is, um, you know, when you're training yourself, you often, unless you're constantly videotaping yourself and constantly analyzing, um, which is a whole other story, uh, but unless you're doing that, you kind of are a little bit blind to some of your either inefficiencies or areas that you can improve upon. Um, You you kind of uh, get a little bit lost in that. Um, and so it just helps to get fresh eyes on you to help you kind of like diagnose those and also insert that into the program in a uh, calculated way. So we do like programs for very specific goals. If you are someone who is just kind of just like, you know, I just want to get a little bit stronger, a little bit fitter, nothing too crazy. And I feel like I know what to do generally. And I understand 
basic principles, then I don't see like a huge need to then go and, you know, hire someone else for that purpose. Um, but there's a lot of just like convenience factors to it as well. Like I, I really like, I stick with like the programs that I will write for myself sometimes, like I stick with it for quite a long time because I don't want to sit down and write myself a new program, even though like <laughs> I do it day in and day out for our members at Achieve and I do it for all other kind of like types of like online clients. Like it's just something that is continuously gets put on the back burner. And so if from a convenience standpoint, I can see it really just benefiting, just being like, oh, you know, I have this person that programs for me or I follow this online program and it just like comes in every month. You don't even have to think about it. And that's uh, really helpful, I think. Super helpful. Yeah. Um, so I guess just that depends on your personality, depends on your experience level. Um, but yeah. yeah, I think another, that's actually another great point, um, is that early on we did a lot more because it was not only that's like true. we had people write our programs because not only was it helpful for us as like just reaching our own personal goals, but it also helped us to see how other coaches program. Yeah. So we could actually be like, oh, not only am I getting this program that's keeping me accountable and getting me fitter, but also I get to kind of start to understand the, the um, process that this coach that I really respect goes through when they're writing somebody a program. That's true. So that's yeah. also like, it's doubly beneficial really, mm -hmm. yeah. especially earlier on. So That's very true. It was, it was a big way for us to just learn, learn by doing. Basically. Yeah, we had Eric Cressy read his programs yep. like we had we've had many mentors we've had many basically. people yeah. read his programs yeah but that yeah. was like one of the first i think he was one of the first ones where we went out there like really early on yeah we're like just train us <laughs> we would drive <laughs> we drove like almost an hour there and an hour back yeah just for an hour session just so that we could be trained by them and like see how they programmed and see how the gym ran so yeah, yeah like kind of a like anybody who doesn't get it, who's not like so committed to <laughs> learning would be like, that seems ridiculous, but yeah. it was huge. It was huge. For we us. loved it. I mean, we yeah. looked forward to it. It was, it was every Friday at around 12 after our sessions were over and we had a little bit of a lull, um, that afternoon and night we would just go over and get pummeled and then come back. <laughs> and there was, there was one time where I, I was just I knew like, you were going to tell the story. It was, I think I was doing like farmer carries mixed with sled pushes and they had us do a very specific weight. And I was, I was, absolutely dying and i literally made lauren i made lauren drive home which was well, first of all odd because i usually do most of the driving i was like you have to drive home and then like about 10 minutes in i was like pull over at this convenience store i gotta get gatorade, gatorade? i gotta get water i need to like relax for a second i'm gonna die um so that was pretty funny yeah <laughs> so another thing you wouldn't do would be push yourself that hard yeah <laughs> so it was fun to have some yeah and actually just to answer that question a little bit more specifically um for life cycle TT, I think it is. Um, do you think as a trainer, you can plan your own exercise routine? Um, I think you can again. And then going back to, if you have a very specific goal, I think it really helps to have someone else do that for you. And again, like Lauren said, it's a great way to just learn by learn, learn by doing. Yeah. So yeah. you follow someone else's program. Maybe you follow a couple different programs. Um, and then after a long while, you're like, Oh, I like this aspect of this program and I like this aspect of this program and then you kind of formulate your own approach to it. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Cool. All right. And then the last one is from Shiva Junes and she said, what is the best way to deal with exercise pains and stiffness outside of mobility work? So I think it's like, I think she's referring to like, how can you, um, better your recovery process outside of just stretching and, and, and flexibility work, I guess. That's, I imagine that's what she means. So she probably like soreness, like from after a workout, besides just like stretching more, doing mobility work, like what are, what are other ways to do that? Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah. um, you know, one of the most, um, underrated 
activities is just walking. Mm. So literally just going for a walk outside and that just helps to get the blood flow going. It helps to utilize your muscles in just a very, very low intense way. And it just helps to start the recovery process. If you are really sore, let's say you did a heavy leg day, squatting, whatever you did, if you just sit on the couch, you're not doing anything actively in order to improve your recovery times. And you're actually probably going to make it even worse because you aren't really going through um, different ranges of motion with, with your muscles and your joints. And it's basically, it's, it's going to feel more sore even. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. And so, yeah, I would say walking is probably one of the primary ones. Hydration, so just making sure that you are hydrated properly. One of the general rules of thumb we like to follow is half your body weight in ounces. So if you weigh, uh, let's say 200 pounds like me, I, I try to strive for 100 ounces of water and that's five 20 ounce water bottles throughout the day. Um, and that is also, you know, including if you are, if you're not working out. So if you are training that day, you might want to have a little bit more than that. Yeah. Um, so hydration is one of them. Uh, and making sure you're fueled properly from a nutrition standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, sleeping, making sure that you have adequate enough sleep. So, I mean, you could you could have an intense training session. You can do everything right, but if you have like a four hour sleeping session because you have a five month old at home, then you know <laughs> your recovery is still going to be limited because yeah. sleep is probably the greatest factor in terms of overall recovery. Um, anything else you can think of? I'm trying to think of outside of mobility because I was going to say yoga, but that's pretty much mobility work. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, I think walking, just like movement in general, is definitely going to be key. yeah. Definitely. Foam rolling. Um, I don't know if she would lump that that in with mobility work. Um, But just moving. Just getting around and moving. And it could literally just, like, you can go go shopping. Like, just walking (laughs) around, um, visiting shops and all that. Like, uh, if you don't want to just go walk aimlessly for no reason. So, um, we happen to have a a dog as well. So, it just helps in that regard. But, yeah, yeah, just getting out there and moving a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. Cool. Kendrick just woke up from his nap, so I guess that's going to be our cutoff. Yeah, perfect. (laughs) All right, great. Well, at least we got to answer most of your burning questions, so thank you for submitting those, and if you have any other questions, you can send us a DM at Achieve Fitness Boston on Instagram. If you like the podcast and you wouldn't mind leaving us a review, we would love a review on iTunes, and until next time, peace, love, and and muscles. muscles.